This morning's Dharma talk is titled, uh, How Can I Help You? That's a question mark. How can I help you? And that's uh, somewhat uh, rhetorical. But the idea here is what I want to talk about, that seems to be the best title for that. Because this, as a Dharma teacher, this is what I look at all the time. Anybody I meet, that's what comes up immediately when I see them, when I hear them, when I hear their questions, when I see their body posture, when I watch their gestures, when I watch the way they express themselves. Because you may think you're hiding out, but you're not hiding out from everybody. Most people can't see you because they're busy projecting onto you what they think you are. And so you feel pretty safe because you know that people don't really know you. Lots of forms of help. Nurses help, doctors help, tree trimmers help. Lots of mundane kind of help that has to do with the, with the practical, personal situation we find ourselves in where our health is challenged. We need a, you know, we used to do it ourselves, but now we need a doctor. The only issue then is, can you trust the doctor? Some people like this kind of, some people will not go to a chiropractor. Not that a chiropractor can't help you, but if you don't think they can, then you probably won't go to them. Isn't that interesting how that works? Belief, disbelief, belief, disbelief. I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad. That you shouldn't do that. You need to go see my chiropractor. It's just, it's full of it. And I'm not here to say right and wrong. I'm saying here to say, how can I help you? Notice how cleverly I brought that title back in. I'm pretty good at that. The thing I'm not so good at is remembering what I just said. So if I say something and you say, would you please repeat that? I'll probably say no. Not because I don't want to, it's because I don't think in a linear way. I rarely think at all. When I do think, it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> Just warning you. <laughs> so there's the mundane kind of help you can get from all kinds of people. We have therapists, we have psychiatrists, we have the uh, people that put roofs on houses, which we've had to do quite a bit of here. We have people that build very mundane information that you still have to have a lot of training to do. Uh, however, this is the mundane path, the everyday path of that is very relative, and it convinces us because of this relativity that we're real, that we're solid, ongoing beings who can get better, get worse. Spiritual path is not about getting better. That's the mundane path. If you do get better uh, practicing this uh, spiritual path, it'll just be uh, coincidental. If you don't understand, then how can I help you? <laughs> and wh what I said is, some people are ready to do this. I'm not a, I'm not here to give you any propaganda. If you leave here and think I'm uh, um, mistaken or, or uh, unskillful or um, a manipulator or trying to form a cult, then do whatever you want with it. But, but if, you, if you're here for a few minutes, you might want to listen to what I have to say and then forget about it the rest of your life or do whatever you want. You'll notice I can be quite sarcastic. My intense, intense, motivation is to help people, but not interfere with them. If it is your karma to go on spinning in circles from now until you're 85 years old, that's your business. I'm not here to convert anybody to anything. I am here to say, don't believe your thoughts. Don't disbelieve your thoughts and don't turn away from your thoughts or try to not think. How do you do that? I'm very biased when it comes to this. You could call it an opinion based on close to 50 years of doing this. Sit down, shut up, and watch what keeps talking. And what will that be? Pardon me. What will that be? It'll be all of the conditioning that you've been subject to since you were born, either in this lifetime or the last 50 lifetimes. And do I believe in that? Not necessarily. I don't believe in much. Or do I disbelieve in much? So 
really good to see what the mundane path is where you need to get a certain kind of help that makes sense to you. Sure, it makes sense. This guy uses nails. He climbs up on the roof. He puts the shingles down. He's not doing, he's not using uh, uh, pieces of cotton candy to make shingles with. If he were, you'd probably question this. I probably should get somebody else and I should call 911 about this guy. But when it comes to the spiritual path, and I'm talking about the true spiritual path to see who you are fundamentally. It's not about belief in this. Belief is extra. You might need some kind of a structure in order to do this. In fact, in fiction, you will need a structure unless you don't. But that's you. That's up to you to, to determine that. My experience of being a, a teacher going from uh, 1970 when I was uh, 78, when I was first taught how to just teach meditation up till the present time where I'm actually addressing people uh, in the midst of their self-deception, which they cannot see. You can't see yourself the deception. That's why they call it self-deception. If you can see your self-deception, you'll stop doing it because it won't make any sense. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to continue to uh, smoke cigarettes or or uh, argue with the neighbors or fight with my mate or accuse people of doing things that 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 are causing me to have certain kind of emotions. I'm not willing to take responsibility for because it, it don't, doesn't look like they are mine. It looks like somebody did something and poured a bucket of emotion in me. It's your emotion. If you want a teacher, then there are a few around, not many. But if you don't, do something else. Do something else, my friends. Or my enemies. I don't know. Or maybe you're neutral. <laughs> so the mundane path is very simple. You can actually compare notes. You can do that. A spiritual path is quite a bit different. If you're looking for uh, some way to practice meditation so you're going to feel better, this is not... The spiritual path. This is the this is the mundane path of trying to feel better. And what what have you missed there? Well, from this perspective, what you missed is you think you are somebody. You think you're a solid, ongoing being. And the spiritual path, whether it's uh, the, the cumulative path of Buddhism or Advaita or any other path, uh, even the theistic paths of uh, Islam or Christianity or uh, Judaism and so on. The indigenous paths all have a way of breaking loose from the attachment of the belief in form, the belief in good and evil. This is a misunderstanding, and it leads to horrible wars and horrible suffering everywhere for everyone. So, just to be a little bit more personal with it, if somebody decides they want to step on this path, and they see me after listening to talks or coming into this room or meeting me, decides they want to do this, uh, that would be up to them. But don't do anything else you have to. And if you come in front of this person as a teacher, this person is not particularly bragging about this. That's not the idea, but I can see pretty clearly. I can see so clearly that I know better than to try to fix you or meddle with you. What do I mean by that? I mean, respect people's confusion. If you have a friend, a neighbor, a relative, a child, a mother, a father who is confused, don't meddle with them. Here I raise my voice so I can emphasize that. Don't, don't meddle with them. Be, be kind to them. Be respectful of them. Unless you're functioning as, a, functioning as a Dharma teacher and you've had that training, you may not be able to be nice to them all the time because at some point you'll see their confusion and you know they need to have more than just a, a, you might want to lighten up on that. I've had people um, come and ask, I can go on and on with examples about uh, speak to a couple a couple of people with, who want my help but they want to tell me what kind of help they want that's kind of odd you know if you went to a chiropractor you would say now i don't do it this way i read a book on what do you call it chiropractic 
I read a book on that, and this is how you should. You know, so I'm being a little silly here, but you wouldn't do. But if you you wouldn't tell them how to do that. But if you are interested in finding out who you are fundamentally, uh, then that uh, image quite often there is uh, is like uh, jumping off the top of a mountain. First, you need to climb the mountain. So it starts out as a relative mundane path. Sit down, hold still, train your mind. How do you do that? See how crazy you are, and stop trying to fix it. There are other uh, teachers who will tell you how to have a better meditation. I think that's, uh, well, I could use a difficult word there, but I won't. I just think that's incorrect from the point of view of what I'm uh, asking about here. Let me go a little further, Seto. So the mundane path is very obvious. It, it will make sense to everyone. But the spiritual path, it needs to be, in order to really understand this, you probably, this is an opinion I probably going to need a teacher. I'm not saying you can't do this on your own, maybe, but without a teacher who is on your wavelength, is tuned into you, and who has, has found out who they are and who they're not, and is clear about it, not an opinion. It isn't, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, in the Jamgon Control called it the torch of certain <coughs> Tibetan teacher of a couple hundred years ago. It's, you're certain, and you're not certain based on proof. You're certain because you see it. It's in your face. It's like seeing the color green over and over and over. You don't need to prove to somebody that. Although no one else can see, everybody else sees uh, rainbows. You see just green, not separate. You see it. If you want this kind of help, then you should talk to somebody who sees this. I've had people come and I uh, had one person uh, a few years ago come back and yell at me because I'm helping and uh, saying, you're helping everybody. You're not helping me because I wasn't helping them to feel better. I was saying, train your mind, train your mind. This is the way you'll do it. I'll help you. Stay in touch with me. Go in, face the wall. Don't come in once every three weeks. Or if you have to stay home because you're a long ways away, sit every day, practice, stretch your mind, train your mind. Train. And what are you training your mind to see? The way in which you're deceiving yourself. Because if you don't do this, the deception will look like the truth. It'll just look, uh, and your friends and neighbors, Possibly your mate will notice that you're doing that, but since they haven't looked at their own suffering and their own difficulty and their own self-cover-up, uh, they can see yours really, really clearly because you're making a fool of yourself all the time on some, on some level. But since they love you, they're not going to point it out. That's why that's what's called a friend. They can see how nuts you are, but they love you, so they don't correct you. So people come in, that person I was just mentioning, uh, I, I think I yelled at them. Munya said she was thinking about coming in because she could hear me yelling at somebody in the in the hojo or the interview room. She didn't. You didn't come in though. And um, so I I taught her. And how did I do it? I said, "Go away for a year. See how that is." So I taught her, and apparently she was not a student because she never came back. So she didn't want that teaching. She wanted the kind of teaching that she wanted, which is more circularity going and, and it's trying to treat the spiritual path as a mundane path. This is why in ancient times, the teachers have been given so much power, like gurus and elevated on thrones like they do in Tibet, because generally people look at another person, they think, this is an ordinary person, why should I go along with what they say? So they would elevate them so people would be magnetized into that, so that the, so that the person who had trained their mind over the last 20, 30 years, and become very clear and become an actual spiritual teacher would have some kind of uh, way of breaking through the ignorance that most human beings have. Most people are wandering around imputing or thinking that they're a solid being in a solid world. This is a misunderstanding. Death comes without warning. This is not negativity. It's the truth. 
It's not pessimism. It's just the truth. And if you don't live that with that understanding every day, you'll live in a dream world of your making, of your karma, of the causes and conditions that have been rising as you lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Don't believe a word I say. I don't believe it. There's nothing to believe here or disbelieve. Just observe. Just listen. So I say, how can I help you? That's what I see when I see someone sit down. I see that. And if they're a really close student of mine, I'm pretty clear about how they're uh, confusing themselves. So I keep saying, practice, practice. And occasionally I'll have a student come at me and uh, uh, because of the way I act, accuse me of abusing them. It doesn't happen very often, but it does. What do I do about that? Not much I can do because the person is on one hand is saying, I want you to teach me. I want you to help me. Please help me. And then as soon as I point to it, then I get accused of abuse. And I'm not saying, don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying there are Dharma teachers everywhere who are abusing people. There are. If you think I'm one of them, leave. Go report me. Do whatever you want, whatever you need to do. But it's very difficult to do this when every time you look at somebody, you see deep into their confusion and you, you know you're helpless because that person has to do it themselves. This is why the Dharma teacher, the guru, if you, and I call myself a guru or a Roshi or any of that, have to do a little bit because if you had a name like Bob Brown, <laughs> wouldn't you think, eh, I think I'll use Sokathon. <laughs> and just like I'm wearing a robe, this is, this is all empty of what you impute. Anything you think this is, if you don't see clearly what this is, you'll actually think I'm a monk. <laughs> You'll actually think I'm a Buddhist. These are imputations. Buddhism is empty of what you impute. It is completely empty. This does not give you a kind of freedom to do whatever the hell you want. What does it give you? It doesn't give you anything. What is this called? Freedom. Liberation. You have no attachment to anything. Even your attachment to helping helping others is, is, uh, uh, is on, a, uh, uh, on a fish line. It's only for your Pisces. <laughs> It's on, it's on a, on a tether because it's very tiny because that, that vow is that you live out of your vow. You don't care whether you live or die. Not something to brag about. Going, I don't care if I die. I'm not talking about that kind of uh, narcissism. Not yet. So contrast this in your mind, the relative way of help and then the ultimate way of help, the, 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 the kind of help that you're going to need when your death comes without warning because it can come tomorrow. And you might not get it. You might just wake up dead. And that will happen. No guarantee. But consciousness, you can't destroy consciousness. You know, the, the body mind, this body will go back into the elements. But who you are can't go anywhere because it has never uh, been born. It's unborn and unceasing with a nature like the sky, as it is said traditionally. If you don't realize that, you'll continue to look for um, one rabbit hole after another, like uh, uh, Lewis Carroll described in Alice in Wonderland. Why is everybody pointing at the ceiling? <laughs> Go ahead. When we're so enamored with our conditioning and the beliefs of right and wrong culturally and societally, how can we possibly work with receiving help that is contrary to what we've been conditioned to see? I don't know. It's hard. Our culture is totally against what we're doing here. We have, you know, this is a fairly good size uh, group of people, but I think, what is it, 10, 9, 10 people live here uh, because I saw from my practice uh, when I started uh, formally practicing in 1973 that 
slowly, I realize there has to be some kind of a strong structure because our society won't allow you to practice enough uh, as much as you really need. You really need to do this. You've been around forever. All of you have. <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it, but if you're, if you're 20 years old, that's a big lie. Just like to say I'm going on 79, that's a big lie. It's untrue. It's not saying there isn't some kind of a relative increment that we're using to keep track of something, but fundamentally it's untrue. So to address your question, find some kind of a form that works. If you're in this room, then you probably are ready to hear this. But what you do with this is totally up to you. You can't do anything wrong. There are no mistakes. If you think they're mistakes, you're going to just chase your own tail and think it's something else and impute that it's something else that you're after, some kind of a credential or some kind of a result. Not that we shouldn't do that. You should have, have a plan and then follow the plan and build your uh, um, uh, garage or whatever it is you're trying to construct, some simple situation, of course. But to find out who this is, what the this mistaken identity is the issue more. Um, how can we take responsibility for our emotions when the relative situation points a finger somewhere else? Mm -hmm. So praise and blame are extra. You have to look. You, you can't have praise without blame. You can't have war without peace. You can't have uh, uh, Buddhas, Buddhas without sentient beings. Buddhas are awakened beings without sentient beings. You can't have that. You can't have one without the other. You can't have good without evil, night without day, up without down. You need the polarity, but you have to see the polarity without joining. Don't join anything. Don't join this. There's no membership here. There's no dues. You might have to pay something to stay here because lights are not uh free when blames an inevitable response to some sort of situation yeah is there a way we can expand our awareness into something aside from that that one little arising the way i see it uh, without training your mind to see clearly which means it's just like if you use uh, the image i sometimes use if you try to uh to depend on your knife your the blade your intellect your your incisive clarity about everything, which is usually clouded with uh, barnacles called opinions. If you've not sharpened that knife on this wall, on any wall, on just on sitting down, holding still and watch the way you keep deluding yourself. It's called thinking, 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 concluding, concluding, excluding, concluding, thinking, including, judging, coming to conclusions, uh, then comes you another one, then changing that one to fit something else that's changing. So we need to, you can't, that knife cannot cut, cannot see clearly, cannot perform clearly without hindrance, if it, unless it is sharpened. So it's a simple metaphor, sit down, hold still, and watch the dullness. And that's how it's done. The metaphor goes further. Eventually you get sharper and you won't have, a, you won't get a, a merit badge. You won't get a credential. You won't even know. Intelligence can't look at itself. That's why it's called intelligence. You didn't know that, did you? So what happens is to use that metaphor, that blade becomes sharper and you just notice that you're more clear about how crazy people are. That's how it starts. And then you start to see how uh, you're a people and you're having your issues with that too. But then uh, if you have a, t if you're uh, um, lucky enough, I guess you would say to have a teacher who will not bullshit you, who will be direct and honest with you and you can handle what's coming your way when that person teaches you, if a person is a true teacher, they're teaching constantly because they can't teach. If they don't teach, they'll die because they're only here for one reason, and that's to do that. And so, if you're ready for this, then uh, then the, the teacher or the teaching may be ready for you. 
If you're not ready for this, do something else. In my case, don't waste my time. Don't waste anybody's time. I'm not here to convince you of anything. If you need this kind of help, I'm ready to do that. If you don't, go do something else. Find a teacher that's easier on you. Be, it'll be nicer, less abusive. Find that teacher. Find a real sweetheart. Some gurus are just lovely people. I'm not lovely. That's why I don't have many students. <laughs> yes. What's the difference between abuse and teaching? It's really, unless you have some clarity yourself, unless, you, unless you've actually found a true teacher, someone who really, really that you can trust, uh, you can get abused. So it's, it's a dangerous world. And, and I know I know teachers personally that abuse people and have down through the years. It's probably been going on forever. So I don't know how to address that other than be real clear. Don't do anything else you have to. Test them like you did. You came here for two years and poked at me every chance you got. Remember that? So don't 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 believe anything anybody says, especially me. Yes. You often say that being on this path isn't becoming a pacifist. It's how, not. how do we address relativity while keeping awareness primary? Simply put, but not easily understood, it's about what you use your own mind. Every thought that arises in your mind is like a living being. This is what our vow, one of our vows is uh, don't kill. This is one of the 10 grave precepts. Do not take life. But you have to start out with the first thing you start to kill, which is your own thought patterns. You try to be somebody else, somebody else, and you're willing to strangle your negative thoughts. That's where generosity starts. You have to give. I emphasize uh, with a capital G, give that your attention. My friends, give everything your attention. Start with the wall in front of you. Train your mind. Work with the negativity, the aggression, the, the abuse uh, tendencies on yourself and on others that is arising in your own mind stream. That's where you do it. That's where you heal this situation. You can't heal something unless you look at the wound. Trungpa uh, Rinpoche often used the, the idea of a doctor. Of uh, The fear is you're coming in for surgery. Actually, you're just going to meet your Dharma teacher. That's what it felt like to me many years ago. Got a lot of hands coming up. Have any good questions? <laughs> yes. What would you say to people who have never done meditation before? Meditate. <laughs> meditate. Meditate. Yeah. And I can teach you, he can teach you, anybody that lives here, or anybody that practices meditation can teach you. It's very simple. I can teach you in one line. But why? Why should people meditate? That's a fair question. Um, um, if you don't train your mind, which is what meditation is, to see clearly what is true, then you, instead of living your life openly and free of the constrictions of beliefs, opinions, hopes, and fears, hopes and fears, not just fear, but hope, that's the other, that's the un, that's a hidden part of fear. <laughs> Unless you see that clearly, you will continually live in, in the chains, or as uh, Nagarjuna said in the first uh, 2,000 years ago, you'll live in the cage of your afflictions. And other people might see the afflictions, but you won't. And how do you deal with that? You have to see them. You have to see the wounds. You have to see the difficulty. And how do we do that? Sit down and train to be able to see clearly starting and practice on your own thought patterns because that's where the confusion comes from. We all know somebody. Maybe it's you. Uh, we all know somebody that is completely tied up with their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts about everything. They're in prison. They're, in, they're, they're a prisoner of their own uh, um, uh, beliefs and opinions. It's not that they might not be okay and might still be able to go to work and raise children and 
have two dogs and a cat. Of course they can. Talk over the back fence of the neighbors and, you know, decide what flowers to plant. You can all you can do all of that, but the but death comes without warning, and it's coming. And when it comes, uh, that's another reason to do it. Preparation for death, because the body-mind complex, we look real, we think we're going to live forever. Of course, we know intellectually, well, everybody dies. Ever had that conversation? Well, we all are going to die someday. Oh, no, death comes without warning. It could be you. It could be you're somebody you really love with and love with and is your mate and is your partner. And suddenly you go into the bedroom uh, in the morning and uh, it's about time you got up and they're not getting up. Actually, they're already up. They're watching you. They're just not in a physical form anymore. They're looking right at you and wondering what the hell's going on. Didn't train their mind. So they don't realize that the spiritual world is, is the reality. The physical world is the illusion. This is the illusion. Don't believe a word I say. What would I say? Investigate. Find out for yourself. I'm saying things because you give me permission when you come in this uh, monastery. More? Good question. No. Um, I think it's good. I, uh, you know, sometimes people say beginner's mind is the best mind, but but then, but you're saying that the beginner has to meditate. So, a meditating beginner is no longer a beginner. I, I just. What's the question? I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I'll consider that. But you have to ask me a direct question because I'm, I'm. Uh, Why do people say beginner's mind is the best mind? Um, because Suzuki Roshi said it in his book, and and they yeah, like Japanese that? monks, and so they believed him. What? So what do they need? What are they pointing? Sit down, hold still, and look, and do it over and over and over, and notice how it's always it's always the same kind of crap coming up in your mind. Beginner, don't improve. There's nothing to correct. This is beginner's mind. As he said in that book that you're uh, quoting, it was a title, in the beginner's mind, uh, the, 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 uh, the possibilities are endless, beginner. But in the expert's mind of this person who's gotten to be a really good meditator, the possibilities are few and far between because they've closed down into some kind of uh, 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 success as a meditator. I've calmed my mind. I'm in samadhi. I, I notice now that I no longer fight with anyone. Uh, that's a misunderstanding about not fighting. You might, if you train in this tradition, especially if you train under me, you might be more difficult to get along with because you're no longer covering up your um, pile of manure. But it's not a validation to abuse abuse people. And if you use that frame, phrase, you better know what you're talking about. You better know what you're talking about. If you say somebody's abusing someone, you better know rather than just think that you're a, a really kind, nice person who can see the, how terrible this other person is who's... Uh, who's out of control we're all in this together my friends this house is burning down and we're all in it find out who you are before you before you realize that and it's uh you could say it's too late even that's wrong because you'll be back <laughs> you know you won't be you'll be an alligator very difficult to find uh, 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 anyone training alligators to meditate and only being uh, silly up to a certain extent it is a big big. It, the universe is so vast that it's, uh, to say it's incomprehensible is like looking inside of an envelope for a pork chop. <laughs> See? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Somebody else does my thinking for me because I run out of steam. Yes, sir. Joseph. What is abuse? Uh, abuse is uh, power and it comes out of fear. We're afraid we're afraid, so we want to have power 
over somebody else, and that could show up as sexual abuse or a, a, a controlling abuse or torturing somebody it could show up uh, so many different ways. And it needs to be seen and understood and not stopped with anything. Anytime our whole society is doing that, it's a, our society is extremely primitive. We take someone who came out of a horrible environment, grew up, and of course, what did they know? Nothing but gangs or, wh or whatever uh, kind of combination of bad environment. And instead of when they do something that is a <clears throat> belt break the cultural norms by you know, robbing a store or beating somebody up or killing somebody, instead of helping them, what do we do? We lock them in a box. And then somebody makes money by locking them in a box and feeding them bad food. Beto. If I come to you um, for help, how do I receive it if it doesn't look like what I imagine the help should look like? Well, uh, that shows up so many different ways. I have people who come that will tell me how open they are, tell me they want my help, tell me how de dedicated they are to this teaching person. And yet I can see that they're behind a, a, bra a wall. And quite often I'll just say, train your mind, do a 10 day solitary retreat, come in and look at the wall, do block sitting, which is four hours of sitting, sit down, train your mind, find out who you are. I don't want, I don't want followers. I'm not going anywhere anyway. And I want, what, I, what do I want? I want you to awaken to who you are, who you fundamentally are. Awaken to your awakened, uh, to see your awakened nature is already there. You're covering it up with your fear, with your opinions, your, con your concepts. You're finger pointing at others or you're finger pointing at yourself. These are not two different things. But you notice how we switch? Pride and shame are two polarities of the same ego mind. If you, if you, if you uh, don't see both of them, you'll join one. You'll either be very shameful, you'll be, your whole life will be about how terrible you are, possibly because you've not been treated very well by other people who are nuts and never trained their mind, sometimes called parents. And you, we, get, we buy into that because there's some kind of safety in it. Well, at least I know I'm bad. Well, at least I know, at least I'm not one of those really proud people. But actually, the proud people uh, it will be too long because of cycles, and they'll be back in the, the cavern of shame and trying to figure out how to get out or how to be fluff themselves back up again or how to have, have a healthy ego. Healthy ego, I uh, hope that does not happen to you. I don't hope very much, but that's one of them. Yes. Um, you said that you don't have to stop abuse. That seems like a pretty radical statement. Could right. you say more about um, you what you it. mean? I say you have to see it because if you're stopping the abuse, you're you're because it is terrifying to hear about that or feel it, we tend to stop the abuse because we're not finding the cause of it. We're, we're covering up the symptom. We're covering up the symptom. You ha if you don't see abuse in yourself and you think the abuse is out there, you're deluded. It's like saying somebody uh, like somebody's no longer prejudiced. That's hilarious. Uh, if it weren't so sad, because you cannot stop being prejudiced. If you have, it's like saying. I'm not everything. Uh, I can see fine. I don't need eyes. Who needs them? I can see fine. I don't need ears. I can I can hear fine. I mean, it might be a simplistic uh, idea there, but what it is 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 it's a projection of the problem outside of yourself. It's a intense polarity based on causes and conditions that are they're uh, provable. It's called evidence. But evidence. The problem with that is that it's just materialism it's just stuck in the materialistic cause and effect success and failure situation so when we look at abuse we by we were able to project out onto others and instead of helping them 
we tend to go to war with the abuse and we want to accuse them, we want to lock them up, we want to blame them, we want to torture them. We do that in this country. We punish people who are helplessly caught in the turmoil of their anger and their rage that they don't know how to get out of that. And who knows what kind of causes and conditions from beginning of time have come up to make that uh, person born into a life of that's horrible, where they don't know how to get rid of their suffering other than to make others suffer. And you notice how much we kind of like uh, watching uh, terrible things on TV. You know, we know it's not real, so we're going to use that as entertainment. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But it seems to be necessary to see that in yourself, to see that you're not get rid of prejudice, but to see that you're, if you really uh, are have the ability to respond, otherwise known as responsibility, if you're responsible for your own, uh, if you're responsible for your uh, your prejudice, your prejudice about not what you're seeing, you're, you're seeing someone in front of you as someone else, someone different. Uh, simply put, someone black, someone brown in this case. Or in, in the reverse around someone white, just an intense opposition based on what hope and fear, and which we fuel. And then sometimes we get into the idealistic thing of not wanting to be that way, so we start to work on that, and we start to not be that way, and then we come to conclusions that we're not, which is another kind of uh, ignorance. I'm not saying you can't that that won't slow down, but the only way it's going to slow down is to see it, to really be responsible for your feelings, your emotions. You might think, you might say that this is uh, about fueling or strengthening the ego or the self-centered or the narcissism. Not so, because uh, uh, seeing what that is doesn't, awareness never reinforces anything. It's, conclu it's thinking and conclusion, evaluating, judging, and condemning, and, and lifting up, and hope and fear, hope and fear, hope and fear. You might as well be on a tilt-a-whirl. You still have tilt-a-whirls? Still have carnivals? I don't get out much. Yes? A question from Vishal in San Jose. Vishal. Can green tea help before the sit to better see through the sleepiness? Why worry about sleep sleepiness? Besides, green tea is full of oxalates. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> and I'm not saying you shouldn't drink green tea. I love just make sure it's getting my shot. <laughs> and so... Uh, it could, and if you're really being plagued by sleepiness, then I would say you could you could try something like that with some caffeine, and that has caffeine. You could do that a little bit, but here's here's what I would say: more, sit more, and watch the way you fall asleep. It's always about awareness. It's never never about being a meditator who no longer falls asleep. If you come here and sit, and you sit for a, a four hour block of sitting, and you fall against the wall, you'll only do it once <laughs> because this is a pretty bumpy wall. I had this designed especially. <laughs> and when they did it, they said, should we sharp, put sharp points on it? And uh, I think Shoshi was doing that. And I said, no, make them round. We don't want to hurt people. <laughs> no, this is the way it came. But uh, you can actually fall asleep. I mean, this is, it's always about awareness, not about staying awake. There's nothing to, nothing to maintain, beginner's mind. Always be, uh, always, always uh, be at a loss for what this is. And just do a lot of it. A lot of it. I didn't start keep doing this until I uh, until I practiced just for about 35 years. So it took me a long time. I'm really stubborn and not very smart. Yes. What is the spiritual path? Uh, simply put, it's the opposite of the mundane path of getting stuff. It's the opposite of the materialist path, which is not uh, it's not wrong. It's just that it goes in circles and, and ignores uh, 
uh, death comes uh, death comes without warning or impermanence. Whereas the spiritual path uh, starts to acknowledge on some level with the help of the teaching. In our case, 2,500 years of the Buddha's Dharma or the Buddha's truth, the awakened truth, and the help of the teaching person to see that you are much more than what you assume about you, that who you are is vast and unreachable, untouchable, unseeable. The eye can't see itself. Simple, use a simple metaphor. Who you are is vast. It is called wisdom, and it doesn't want anything. If you want something, you know, maybe maybe just a little bowl of rice with just some rags around me. You still want something. I've been stalling on Michael because I know his questions are always hard. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. You mentioned truth. I did? Yes, you did. How did I spell it? I don't know. <laughs> T-R-U-F-F, truth. Go ahead. What's your question? How is it possible that there's truth without proof or act or some sort well, of well, rel- Let me interrupt you. So but relatively, there is. This is hard. You know, this is wet. <laughs> you want to come up and check? <laughs> yeah, see, so the, it, uh, sound, water, and, you know, it's so incredibly strong that we believe it. So we, we operate in that area to secure ourselves and reinforce our ego mind. That we're somebody, we're going somewhere, and we're going to be successful. But the causes and conditions that arise as any individual in this room are very, very vast and disconnected and dis, uh, um, uh, discontinuous. And it just looks like we can bring them together to get somewhere or prove something. But it's relative. If, if uh, somebody, uh, uh, if somebody uh, in, uh, uh, just to pick on, not to pick on Detroit, but somebody there or somebody in Chicago or somebody in uh, Battle Creek uh, is raised in a situation where it was terrible, just to put it simply, and they, they want companionship. They want friends and they find a bunch of other people who are in a gang and they find companionship. Next thing they know, they rob a party store and somebody gets killed and this person's in jail for 30 years. I know somebody like that. And those of you who are going into prisons, we all know oh, we go into prisons and teach in there are People in there should not be in there because of the system. So there's proof. But the spiritual path does not need proof. If you're looking for proof, this is um, spiritual materialism, trying to get somewhere using spiritual techniques, trying to get to, into samadhi, trying to get into a jhana state. And I'm not saying that the teachings aren't filled with this kind of teaching, and we study them every day because because I want people who are students of mine, I want them to be very clear about these teachings. Not that everything taught there uh, is, is uh, should be uh, um, grasped as some kind of a uh, ultimate situation. The ultimate situation is uh, everywhere. You need to see it yourself. Those are just stair steps. They're stair steps to the top of the mountain. When you get to the top of the mountain, you need to leap. And you won't want to leap unless you have, probably, unless your karma drives you off the, unless you have a rhinoceros behind you, or unless you have me behind you. I will push you. But you, you can't, I can't push you off the cliff if you're halfway down bitching at me about how I teach. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might make sense. <laughs> but you need to you need to get to the top. I want to help you. How can I help you? Uh, maybe I can't. Maybe if you're not ready, then uh, 
I have people come and go and come and go. I can think of other examples where people are completely, oh, yes, I want to do this. Uh, I, want, I want to receive Juka. I want to receive the precepts. And so, so Araksu, and uh, is this called Araksu? Yeah, I get words mixed up. So, so is this, and, and, and actually are right up to the edge, and then, eh, and then I just don't hear from them anymore. They don't want to do it. Too scary. Did they do something wrong? No, they're just believing your thoughts, which isn't wrong. It's just something you're doing. Believe your thoughts, you'll continue to go in circles. It will look like a straight line. But it's circular because it's cyclic. Look at the planets. You want proof? Look at the moon. It doesn't have a plan. It needs a plan. <laughs> it's going to be stuck being the moon forever. And I don't plan anything. So the other thing I would say, you want me to say more things? <laughs> uh, that, that, that transcendence which is a, a fancy word for seeing fundamentally what this is, transcending the chains of your reflections, the, the intense emotions and feelings that seem to drive us to doing this and doing that, trying anything, more aspirin, more, more um, cigarettes, more medications, more going to Cedar Point, you know, anything to get out of the difficulty that we're in. Or you can just wait and you notice that everything lightens up. You notice that? Anything that's happening, just wait, it'll change. It's called impermanence. Who had their hand up uh, over here? Two questions from Greg in the UK. He's calling all the way from the UK. <laughs> Can you say more about healthy ego and setting healthy boundaries, please? Yeah. So it's a difficult one because the 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 idea of a healthy ego, ego has to be somewhat not too conflicted or you can't even get into a, a space to train your mind. You have to be somewhat letting go of the warfare and there has to be some kind of basic openness. So you're not going to, or what I'm saying is just going to, uh, if you were listening to what you just walk out of here and just come to conclusions about what I've said, well, that crazy monk, he isn't, what does he know? I'm going to go study under Gurdjieff who's dead. Of course, good idea to have a living teacher because otherwise if you just study, just read, uh, it winds around in the in the, that part of the mind that is all uh, about mental coming and going and judging and evaluating and getting better, getting worse, and it's uh, circular. And as far as set, setting healthy boundaries, I just think that has to be very situational, very situational. So in other words, if you see that something is flowing this way or flowing that way, uh, you're using the word healthy boundary. That usually involves uh, conclusions that could be based on uh, ignorance or could be based on opinion or on, uh, that could be, the not, just because it's an opinion doesn't mean it's not correct. Could be, but it's a good idea to look closely. The very best advice I can give to Greg in the UK is train your mind. So that when that question comes up for you, situationally, you'll see whether you need to move against something or away from something or to shut down on it. Those are the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance. And it's not about getting rid of those. It's about transmuting those into wisdom. And as long as you're a living being and you, you'll still do those things, but you won't do the, do them by interfering with others or based on your own uh, trying to be a great, wonderful person who's always right about everything. There's people on the Internet. You can go out and listen to them. And they're, they're, the, down, the upside is they're really smart. And so when you listen, say, that's amazing conclusion about this, that. You know, uh, Jordan Peterson is a good example of somebody who's really, really smart, but he doesn't train his mind. And it's obvious. Circular really smart, uh, like Nietzsche, uh, like uh, um, Soren Kierkegaard, 
uh, all different philosophers are very wound up in their ideas about things, but they, they don't transcend them. They think, they think, well, I think, therefore I am. Who said that? Melvin Kosnowski? <laughs> huh? Descartes. Who said that? Descartes. Descartes. No, you said that. Oh, <laughs> oh you said, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. His second question. Is it okay to lie to someone if it's for their own good? For example, if the house is burning, but they won't budge? Yeah, I think. So when we say, when we are 16 precepts, one of them is uh, don't, don't lie. But uh, you may have to lie in order for the greater, so-called greater good. You may see the example I often use. Somebody comes to your door screaming and is terrified, and they're, you know, 15 years old, and their eyes are as big as saucers, and you let them in, and you're not sure what's going on. And they say, hide, somebody's trying to kill me or chase me or hurt me or something. And you say, well, what do you do? It's situational. You kind of look, and there's kind of this instant insight into what this is. And I'm not saying there are people that couldn't fool you. You could let that person go in your, the back room and hide, and uh, and they could pull out a gun and come out and shoot you. And it could be somebody, some kind of teamwork going on. So you can see where my paranoid mind goes. <laughs> so I'm not through being paranoid. I'm just very aware of it. Be aware of your neurosis, of your psychosis, so it does not get, it does not take down your wisdom mind. If you're not, then you might have some challenges there. That same uh, example, you might. You might say, go in the back room and uh, who, who's coming? And they might just give you any kind of description. Next thing you know, there's a really nice smiling face. You know, have you seen my daughter? I can't, I can't seem to find her. She's just running away and she's kind of upset with me about something. What are you going to do there? I mean, I, what do you do there? Situational? Do you say, no, I haven't seen anybody? Or do you say, yeah, she's in the bedroom? Or do you say, um, yes, I have seen her, but I want to know who you are. I mean, you might do that. Uh, any number of things could show up depending on, uh, it's all dependent situational. So if your insight and your clarity about this mind, this, not this one, but your mind is clear and you, you no longer have hidden warfare uh, in your rib cage, which you keep ignoring and ignoring and ignoring and maybe covering up with this or covering up with whatever or some kind of activity that so you don't have to think about that, then that gets triggered by those situations and then you don't have clarity and then you have the kind of paranoia that you don't know is paranoia, you think it's actually a fear about something that's going to happen. And so therefore you don't have the clarity to deal with that in a, you can't actually help that person because you have not trained your mind and you have hidden from the craziness in your mind. See how much I know about stuff? Go ahead. A question from Danny in Grand Rapids. She asks, um, what can we do when our own frustrations with someone seem to take over our ability to be with them or even ask them, how can I help you? Leave the room. Is that D-A-N-I? Hi, Danny. Uh, I'm saying that. Just leave the room. Don't subject yourself to that kind of situation if it's really, really difficult. And there again, it would be situational. You don't have to do it like you're punishing them. You could say, oh, you could lie. I mean this. I'm saying you need to see the situation. Otherwise, you're just obeying some kind of precept. My teacher said when I asked him about taking precepts, he said, you don't take precepts, you observe them. And it took me years to be able to see what he meant by that. And I had to see that in my own life. That you, you don't, if you obey something, this is what happens. Oh, I don't have to think anymore. I don't have to look anymore. don't have to be aware. I can just do what I'm told. I'll do it. Like my, like Kobanchina Roshi said, my, my uh, Zen master said, get your own authority. And when you get your own authority, I can tell you what you're going to find. 
There is no authority. There isn't anyone. There is no solid being anywhere. I don't believe a word I say. I don't believe it. And if it if it resonates with you on some level, keep looking at that. Spend the rest of your life. Find out who you are without it, so you have no doubts about it. It doesn't really even have anything to do with Buddhism. Buddhism is just a path up the mountain. It's not the mountain. And it's also not the drop-off on the other side. An interesting thing has been said before, the, 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 uh, the transition into awakening is like falling. The uh, interesting thing about it is there's nothing to hit. So you never hit bottom because there isn't anything else. There's the feeling of falling. Following is actually of falling is actually ego. You might not be able to get to that without uh, somebody putting a boot in your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, a question from Sanho in Oklahoma: How do you fight for one party without shutting down on the other or adding to everyone's confusion? Shut your mouth to start with. Listen. Beyond receive. Give everything your attention. Re- receive. Mm-hmm. Just receive what, what they're saying and look at the way in which you add on to what they're saying. Your conclusions about what they're saying. They're, well, that's not right. But they shouldn't be. Or why can't they get control? Or on and on. It's a constant thing. And you won't be able to do that with any clarity if you haven't first sat down and looked at the wall for many, many hours, probably, to see the way you impulsively keep adding on and subtracting. You're doing constant mathematics about your own identity, who you are, and if you're good, if you're bad, if you're treating them right, they shouldn't treat you this way. What are you thinking about what they're thinking about what I'm thinking? Well, what am I thinking about what you're thinking about what you're thinking I'm thinking? We do that. We do it constantly. Have you noticed that kind of rotation where we get away from any actual what meditation on what is happening? We abandon it instead of actually... Sit down, hold still, watch what moves, because if you hold the body very still, there's no guarantee that the way it looks here, if hold very still, then you will see what is moving in the mind or in the mind stream, which are opinions, ideas, hope, and fear. Don't do anything with them. Go to war with nothing. Final question, if there is one. Joseph. You decided a couple of weeks ago to set a schedule for meditation. That really helped me. Good. Uh, and then earlier you said that the mundane path is the opposite of the spiritual path. You talked about the lights. What? How are those? How are those opposite? They're they're the opposite. Uh, the there's ground paths and fruition. The threefold logic of of anything you can. But the threefold logic of the spiritual path is the ground is suffering. I'm not happy. Uh, this is difficult. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't seem to even cover up my suffering. It just keeps bleeding through, and I'm miserable or I'm depressed. We give it names. The name is like a cover-up. If you don't cover it up, then eventually you'll start to see what that depression is instead of just putting something on it. It's depression. And then you get a bunch of doctors and people to agree with you, which is not wrong. I'm not saying that's incorrect. Maybe we need to do that. But then the path is you stumble into some uh, into a situation like this where somebody is saying, train your mind. They're not saying believe the Buddha. They're not saying do a bunch of prostrations. They're not saying bow uh, 24-7. They're saying, sit down, hold still, watch the craziness. You can't, you can't work on something unless you first see what it is. If you start to immediately do brain surgery when you're 20 years old with no training, just because, well, I got a rough idea what's in there. Mm. I probably can fix it. Somebody's got to fix it. Might as well be me. Give me that knife. You know, I'm, I'm just being silly, but I'm just saying we tend to go at things like that. Like we, we, we don't really want to train our minds because it's painful. We, we have to train ourselves. We have to see how much we don't understand. So ground is suffering. The path is meditation or awareness practice, whether it's Buddhism or some kind of practice. Might be something else. 
And then the fruition uh, is that's when the mundane path and the spiritual path are no longer two different things. That that way, your, your life and death are not two different things. It's not going to show up. You can't look over and see me and say, yeah, that old man uh, doesn't see life and death as two different things. But I don't. I see the differentiation because I've been looking at it for close to half a century. But they have a difference. Of course, they have a difference. But they're fundamentally, you're not going anywhere. Uh, I sometimes say, I'll say it now, you can't leave this room. That sounds like a cult leader. <laughs> leave the room. No, I would say leave. There are plenty of windows. Oh, leave. If you're leaving it all the time, as you listen to me, as you listen to anyone, notice this is what meditation will do for you. In a sense, it will show you how much you keep abandoning everything. It's, it's, it's just astounding how much we're looking at someone's in, right in the face and they're saying something and all we can see is their lips move. And we're not hearing them because our mind is in Utah or Paris. No, that's not so good these days. I'll go there. Go to... Um, where should they go? Brittany. Go to Brittany. That's, you're going to go to France. Go to Brittany. <laughs> She's got a big house. <laughs> <laughs> Mafia concierge. Yes. Is it possible to be on both mundane and spiritual path at the same time prior to awakening? No, you can't do it any other way. <laughs> you have to do it that way. It's the differentiation that creates the, the, the static and the problem the, the, the think we're doing one thing right and they shouldn't be doing that or I have to or I have to go live in a monastery. Let's say don't don't do anything else you have to, including this. Don't train your mind. You're here, so probably you have some kind of interest in it, unless it's uh, required for a class. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Everyone's coming from a different area, and so some people need to do this, and some people don't need to and i would say don't do it unless you have to because it's hard to do it's extremely hard ask the people who are fully ordained as monks here and ask them how easy this is it's difficult but once you start better to finish don't start and stop because you set up a pattern where you start and stop start and stop and, and i'm not saying i'm not accusing you of anything i'm not condemning you i'm not not a fortune teller uh there aren't any fortunes but so but it, it, what goes around comes around. Some people have, uh, uh, some people have, uh, Sona Raksu received the Jukai and then, uh, and then gave the Jukai, uh, gave it back to me. Then a few months later, came back and said, you know, I think I, I want to, I want to come back around and try that again. Or some words like that. I said, sure, come in. And we do the ceremony over again. I've only done that once. Can't think of who it was. That was me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Uh, I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure. So, do you have a question, Joshua? Yeah. What, what's finished? What's finished when? Yeah. Well, uh, you said if you're going to start, better to finish. Yeah. Fin fin finish is, a, is an ego word that helps you see to just finish to stay on the path until the path. There's no more path, and when there's no more path, there's no more. There's no one on the path. Uh, there's just this. There's just uh, 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 there's just there's just this, and it's not separate from anything. So uh, still, separate beings are everywhere. They're coming and going. We bump into them all the time. It's quite humorous to to talk to people who think they're somebody. There's actually no finish. Yeah, there's that's that's a that's you know it's kind of like uh, the four noble truths. And I'm not going to fight with the Buddha, uh, but if he was here, I'd probably argue. <laughs> but but he you know he was he lived 2,500 years ago, and he had a whole bunch of teenage kids to deal with so what else is he going to say but 
Um, what did he say? <laughs> Life is suffering or difficult. Uh, the cause is you want things to be different or desire. And, this, uh, and the, 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 the goal is a cessation. So everything, the, the suffering goes away or ends. And, uh, and how do you do that? The path is uh, technically Shila Samadhi and Prajna or discipline, meditation, or sit down and observe, 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 observe. And then wisdom or see that you're not separate from anything. So you're not separate from the path. You're not separate from the mountain. You're not separate from the teacher. Everywhere you look, you see the teacher. Everywhere I look, I just see that. Yes. What is not separate from everything? The part that looks so separate. <laughs> it looks like, but that doesn't mean that if you if you see that that you don't that you uh, feel like you can just manhandle or womanhandle or manipulate everything because nothing's separate. So therefore, I get to rob you and you know uh, abuse you or something. No, it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, you may see more clearly the natural boundaries, the natural hierarchy, the hierarchy of everything. You'll see naturally the division, and you'll know better than to move into somebody else's territory and abuse them. That being said, if they're a student of you, in this case, I'm a Dharma teacher. That's what I refer to myself as. If you come and come this direction, you're probably not going to be very comfortable because I'm going to try to help you. I have your permission. So I might bite your head off occasionally. Your head wasn't very big. <laughs> I'm being silly, and it's, a, it's, a, it's not a bad way to talk about it. It's, it's, the whole thing is quite humorous on some level. It's also it's extreme suffering that people are going through. People who have never stumbled into this path, they just don't have, they have too many layers of ideas and opinions and prejudice and everything. They're just sealed in their whole life. They don't live their life. They live a, a life based on fear and on hope, which is just as, uh, as difficult, uh, just because it has a positive contact. Not helpful. Don't do anything with it. <clears throat> Any qu uh, One more question for someone who hasn't asked a question. How can I help you? Uh, listen to what I say. Well, believe it, don't disbelieve it, don't look away. Listen to it. You're already doing that. Be a student. That way I can be a teacher. Without without a student, I, I can't be a teacher. I can't function. If, if everybody left and nobody came here anymore, I wouldn't put ads in the paper saying, doesn't anybody want a meditation teacher? <laughs> no, I'd stay home. We'd probably move to Florida, right? We moved to France. <laughs> no, wait a minute. We wouldn't go there. I, no, I don't know. That's unlikely to happen because there's a lot of people that just uh, uh, think I might be able to help them. So it's unlikely, but not a lot. So that's how you can help me. And the other way you can help me is train your mind. So there's one more person that is completely responsible for their incarnation in this life and is not going to meddle with anybody. Not going to make life dip more difficult based on ideas and opinions and it's not that there's a lot of craziness out there, but the, the, the craziness that is there is so intense and has so much momentum behind it. The very best thing you can do to help the world is to help this world become completely sane so you're not at war with anything. This doesn't mean you won't have negative feelings, but there's no person having it. There's no solid being having that. So, yeah, train your mind. So once you hear that, then you've listened to me, and then I've told you how you can help me. May all beings be happy.